the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible. I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me here in Columbus on WRFD, AM 880 and uh, 104.5 FM. But we also have the privilege of welcoming our listeners in Washington, D.C. on WAVA 105.1 FM in Washington as uh, Don Crow, our uh, host there in Washington, D.C. on our D.C. affiliate, is uh, recovering from some sickness. But the good news is He's being released from the hospital today, and he should be back on the air pretty soon. But anyway, it is my privilege to be simulcasting today. And uh, while I'm speaking of privileges, the entire nation has their eyes on the Senate campaign here in the state of Ohio. After all, we are called the heart of it all. Presidential elections often rise and fall on the state of Ohio. And uh, our Senate campaign has, uh, well, taken the nation by storm. Uh, One of the reasons is because we have so many uh, candidates on the Republican side. Well, it is my privilege to welcome one of those Republican candidates, J.D. Vance. You probably recognize that name from his best-selling book, Hillbilly Elegy. He is a successful businessman, author. He grew up here in Ohio, served our nation as a proud Marine. J.D. Vance, it is great to welcome you to the program again. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. It is it is my delight. It is my delight. And I don't think you knew we were going to be on in Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, if, 
if you were on the Democrat side, you can encourage those people to vote for you, but I don't think the Republicans do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> unfortunately, not too many voters, I imagine, Washington, D.C., but still hopefully some supporters. Yeah. Uh, I've asked you this question before, but for those that have not heard you and I talk before, I've got to ask again. Uh Knowing how down and dirty American politics has become, and you probably didn't understand that fully until you actually got in the race, but, I mean, you've had incredible success. I mean, some fame. So many people have read the book, the movie, and all of that. Very comfortable financially and so forth. Why in the world? Would you want to get into the down and dirty job of American politics? <laughs> yeah, so I guess definitely a glutton for punishment. I, I guess a little bit of it, Bob, is that it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, I'm here in uh, beautiful Cincinnati, and we actually have a beautiful day today, and my kids are outside playing. And uh, I think that so many of the things that I, I, I take for granted uh, come because our country has functioned pretty pretty well for the past 200 years. And if our political system is only occupied by people who we don't trust and we don't have the interests of the country at heart, and frankly, there's not very good people, then I, I think that becomes its own self-fulfilling prophecy. In other words, if, if, if only scumbags enter politics, then eventually we're going to have a government occupied only by the wrong kinds of people. And so I, I guess a part of me wants my, my sons, and I guess my, now my daughter, we had a daughter three months ago, uh, to look at our at our government and to look at our country is something where public service is still valuable and where, where good people still do it. And of course, there are all kinds of problems in the country that I worry about. I mean, you know, I, I, I've listened to your introduction there. Not all of our problems can be solved by politics. I think some of these True. issues are much deeper. But you've got to have a functional political system, I think, to have a fighting chance to solve some of these issues. And I'd like to like to be a part of that. Um. I don't do ambush interviews, but I do ask tough questions. Um, sure. Just a couple of days ago, one of my colleagues, we were talking about you. I knew that I was going to be having the interview. And uh, a friend and colleague said this, and this is almost verbatim. You know, I really like him. I like what he says. But how do I know we are not being played how do we know that he is really the conservative that he says that he is? How do you respond to that, J.D.? Well, I guess I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we don't really know, right? I mean, if, I, if I'm being honest, our political candidates, a lot of them, uh, we, we do send to Washington, and we never fully know if they're going to be what they say they are, if they're going to answer the you know, if they're going to keep the promises that they made. And that's right. one of the things I, I take to heart, especially as I go and campaign is, you know, a lot of people, I mean, sometimes very sadly, you know, with, with tears in their eyes, will look at me and say, don't forget about us and don't forget what you said here. And I certainly don't intend to. Um, I, I, I guess if I look at the candidates who have been successful, uh, those who have not stabbed their voters in the back against those who have, I think there are a few themes that jump out. Uh, one is I think people who ultimately serve their voters well are not afraid of the media. They're not afraid of being called bad names. I, I think, two, uh, they're people who have shown some loyalty throughout their life, not just in their public career, but also in their in their private career. 
And I also think, you know, finally, it's, it's people who actually have some, some character going into the role. Uh, they're not just people who want political office for its own sake. They actually, you know, have some principles and have some values. And, of course, I think all three of those things are obviously true of me. You know, what, one, one, one thing I'd point to is, you know, I, I've been endorsed, Bob, by a, a congresswoman by the name of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I think is, you know, a, a very good person, uh, very conservative, is I think very often unfairly maligned by the media. And I was asked at this debate recently, you know, whether basically I was, I was invited by the moderator to throw her under the bus because she had allegedly done something terrible. And I, and I think my response there is indicative of the kind of candidate, um, but also the kind of leader that I hope to be, which is that, look, you don't throw your friends under the bus just because the media comes after them and frankly misrepresents what they say. You don't throw your friends under the bus. And I think that quality, uh, maybe more than any other, is predictive of whether you're going to ultimately betray your own voters because at the end of the day, I'm asking the voters, it's kind of one long job interview, I'm asking them to trust me enough uh, to give me some position of public influence so that I can serve them. And I, I think that those, those who have lived a life where they haven't stuck by their, by their principles, yeah, you shouldn't trust those people, uh, but I think I have. All right. Uh, can I have you to the bottom of the hour? I think that was our understanding. Sure. All right, great. We're talking with J.D. Vance author of Hillbilly Elegy, and he is the one of the many Republican Senate candidates here in the state of Ohio. And I know that we're on in Washington, D.C. today, but this race has uh, grabbed the attention of the entire nation. And I think those of you listening in Washington, D.C., I think you'll find J.D.'s responses interesting. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with J.D. Vance. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bobberty Live. Welcome here in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome in Washington, D.C. My guest, J.D. Vance, Republican candidate for U.S. Senate here in the state of Ohio. J.D., I, I really appreciate your time and your desire to talk with my audience. You've got to get sick and tired of these media interviews. I would. <laughs> so, no, so. not at all. Well, I mean... Your your audience is my people, so if uh, you know, I, some of the some of the media interviews I don't love, but I, I think uh, I always enjoy talking with you. Well, thank you, I appreciate it, and I made it clear to my audience that uh, I have an open door for candidates, and if they want to talk to my audience, I want them on the program, and you're the one that contacted me, and I am grateful for that. I really am. Uh, Let's. I started to say the elephant in the room. It's not really the elephant in the room, but let's deal with the, with the Trump thing. Uh, sure. You, in years past, way back the primary before President Trump was, a, was the candidate for the Republican Party, you said some very, very unkind things about Donald Trump. I understand that because I did, too. I was, I, I guess I was a never-Trumper. And when there were 17 candidates, as far as I was concerned, he was candidate number 18. Uh, so I understand your position. You, once he became president, you changed that position dramatically. 
and now are a supporter of many of his policies and so forth. I went through all of that because particularly one of your opponents is using that big, 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 big time. He's a Trump hater. He's a Trump hater. But it seems like all the Republican candidates are saying, Trump likes me. No, 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 he likes me better. No, 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 he likes me better. Where do you feel Donald Trump fits in this campaign and in campaigns across America? Well, I think he's very important, right? He's a leader of the party. And I I think so many of the people who were critical of Trump early on it really had to make a decision, right? It, it, especially once you saw the policy achievements. Um, are you, you know, are you a Republican or are you on the side of the left? I think, unfortunately, we, we, you know, we have two political parties in this country. Um, and uh, when, when I think you saw what Trump was doing, I think he was a great president. And at the end of the day, I think if you're still on the side of, I think, the principles that you and I hold dear, I, I think people need to support the president and accept that his leadership position in the party has been earned. Uh, it's been earned through political victory. Uh, it's been earned through governing victory. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, given all these you know, accusations that I was critical of Trump, I always say, you know, a couple of things, right? First is that you know, a lot of the candidates have their own baggage with Donald Trump. I think the difference between them and me is that I haven't spent millions and millions of dollars on TV advertisements uh, beating them over the head with it because I want the, the campaign to be about issues, not about what people said five or six years ago. I think the second thing is, you know, I've been clearly an advocate and ally of the president for several years, and I've had the profile to go out and advocate uh, for a lot of those policies very publicly. It was very interesting, actually, last week, Don Jr., of course, the president's son, uh, came out with a pretty strident criticism of some of the campaigns who've gone after me, because, you know, Don Jr. and I have gotten to know each other pretty well. And he said, you know, these, these people saying J.D. are never Trump, they're lying. Uh, he's 100% America first. A lot of people were skeptical of my dad early on, and these attacks need to stop. And I think that, you know, I thought that was a pretty solid endorsement because at the end of the day, uh, do you trust um, do you trust you know some of these political candidates running against me, or do you trust Don Jr. more about how I've you know how 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 I've supported the agenda over the past few years? So yeah, that was that was a solid thing. And I think at the end of the day, you know, campaigning is about telling your story, and my story is a truthful one, right? Warts and all, uh, not perfect. I've certainly never been um, or I've, I've certainly been wrong in the past. But at the end of the day, I think when you're wrong about somebody, you own up to your mistakes. You tell a truthful story about how you changed. And that's it. And well, I think most people, uh, that's good enough. Let me let me just say this, J.D., and this is not an endorsement. I don't endorse candidates, but I despise the mudslinging ads. And a couple of your opponents have really gone down and dirty and I'm talking Republicans. And for me, I find it absolutely disgusting. It turns me off. Uh, one particular candidate, I thought he was a real great guy, had him on my program. And then he went dirty, negative, particularly against you. And he lost my support, J.D. And this is, I don't expect my input to to, to have any impact on you whatsoever. But just for me personally, Please don't do that. You said that politics is telling your story and giving your positions. I could not agree with that more. And I think that has set you apart in this campaign. Uh, I I told my audience the night when two of your opponents almost got into a fist fight, 
Uh, everybody was saying, well, who won the debate? And I said on the air, I, th- I said, J.D. Vance won the debate that night because you didn't get involved in that. So I just I just wanted to I just wanted to express that to you. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, I, I think it's you know, politics, if it's done the right way, should be about the voters and about, you know, what you can ultimately do uh, to deliver some results for those voters. And yeah, you know, I, I, I the negative ads annoy me. Uh, it's not the intent of my campaign to go negative and to start tearing people down. Um, and at the end, you know, I, I, I think that it suggests a certain insecurity, right? If, if all you talk about when given the microphone or given an opportunity is tearing down your opponents instead of talking about the voters, I think that's, 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 a, real, that's a real issue. And, and the thing, I, I think the media, of course not you, but I think so much of the media doesn't give both the president and his voters credit because a lot of what people liked about Trump was the substance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the people who try to emulate Trump's personality, I mean, at the end of the day, Trump was a wildly successful television um, sure celebrity for 10 sure. years, right? You're not, yeah. not going to copy Trump's personality. What you should try to do is offer some ideas for how you can build on his governing successes and, frankly, turn back the tide of what's going on with the Biden administration right now. And that's really our task here. I mean, I don't know if you paid attention to this, um, but, you know, it looks to me like the Disney Corporation oh. is going fully on board with the left's sexuality agenda targeting children. And, you know, we're, we're in a world where we're going to have to wake up and figure out, do we allow companies like Disney to continue to control the culture that our children grow up in? Or are we actually going to fight back? Right. If you're actually going to fight back, I think you've got to select the right candidates to do it, and that's me. You looked at my notes because as soon as we're done with this interview, the next segment, I'm dealing with Disney and the shocking. I got some audio that will just is just cringeworthy. Uh, J.D., we've oh, got about 30 yeah, seconds. How can our listeners find out more about the uh, J.D. Vance campaign? We're on all the social media channels, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Gitter, uh, Truth Social, which is the president's new social media channel. Um, we're at jdvance.com on the web. People can learn more about our issues and also volunteer for us, donate to the campaign and so forth. You know, we're in the final stretch here, Bob, so we really need people. You know, we do town halls all across the state constantly. We've done almost 50 town halls in the last two months. Would love for people to look at the website, find a town hall near them, and come out and meet me in person. All right. You got the information. J.D. Vance, I appreciate it. I know that you're incredibly busy. And again, the fact that you wanted to speak to my audience, I appreciate that. And I believe my audience does as well. Thanks, J.D. God bless you. We'll talk again. God bless you. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right. Bobberty Live will continue. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.